Thank you, Jesus, that the war's already been won, Father God, and thank you that you took on the victory when you took on the devil and defeated death. And Lord God, we thank you that you paid the price for sin, which the wages of sin is death. So we thank you for taking it on, for finishing the work, for undermining Satan who tried to undermine you, Lord God, that you are victorious and we with you because you have come to take us with you and be part of the kingdom of God. So Lord, I pray for each one listening today those that will be um, encouraged today to know, to see the difference between uh, the truth, the, what, you, what you said, who you are, what you've come to do, what really happened, and the narrative that Satan gives us all the time of what he wants us to think happened. So, Lord God, may this very crisis moment in Jesus' life today uh, bring us through our crisis, Father. We ask for wisdom and divine, we speak as the oracles of God, for divine wisdom and and, uh, Jesus Christ as our faithful witness to testify to the truth. So open our ears, give us eyes to see, and cause our hearts to understand so that the enemy cannot snatch these things out of our lives. Amen. Here we are in the book of Mark again, and uh, we are at chapter 15. Are we still in the book of Mark? Yeah, we still are. <laughs> How many years have we been in the bookmark? Well, we go through it, you know. Yeah, we I know. go through I it. Some people just, you know, in a generation we want we want short sound bites and stuff like yeah, that. Thirteen, but we're, se- 13 we're seconds, right? Some depth here to. Uh, I can't give you the understanding of everything you need to know in thirteen seconds. No, even if I talk fast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, read. So, so in um, chapter fifteen, verse one, Jesus is facing Pilate, the Roman governor. You know, Judea at this time is, of course, under the control of the Romans. Immediately, verse 1, in the morning. So this whole thing has is, is been going on all night. All night they've, been, yeah. they've been beating him, questioning him, challenging him, passing him. Peter's you know, putting, been watching Putting him up between the, uh, you know, in front of the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. In other words, the Sanhedrin, which would be like the Supreme Court and the um, Joint Session of Congress. Jesus is called up. Interesting. You think of today in the United States, if someone gets called to appear before a joint, uh, we've never had this before really, where you have a joint session of the Supreme Court and the House of Representatives and the Senate all together to deal with one man. Well, that's good. They all got involved in it. They they all got involved. Nobody could blame the other one. So... In this, in the morning now, he's he's basically up all night. Um, the chief priests in the, held consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him to Pilate. So they're they're passing him back and forth. Pilate asked him, he said, "Are you the king of the Jews?" And he answered and said to him, "It is as you say." So he he's saying, "I'm the king of Jews." He's actually the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the king of everything. And, of course, they they could not stand that idea. Well, you know, the thing they, is... They have no king. One place they said, uh, they said, we have no king but Caesar. Right. And before Caiaphas, just before this, now Caiaphas, he goes to Annas, and Annas sends him to Caiaphas, and at Caiaphas's palace, he Caiaphas asked him in uh, chapter 14, 
um, are you the Christ, the son of the, of the blessed or the son of God? And Jesus said, I am. And then he freaked Caiaphas out by saying, and you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Think about it. Caiaphas lived 2000 years ago and Jesus said, you're going to see it. You are going to see everybody's going to, everybody's going to see it when I come back. So, but there, but now in the second question at Pilate's house, the palace, he asks, are you the king of the Jews? Now this is narrowing it down. He's not asking, are you the son of God? He's asking him his, you know, his, um, human connections right, here. Right. And he said, you, it is as you say. Now, Jesus was a descendant of King David. He was, mm-hmm. and if you look at his lineage, He's of a royal line. He's of the royal line. And you know what? He is the, he's the one that God promised to David, your descendants will always sit on the throne. And while once Jesus got there, there was always going to be a king from David's bloodline that would be sitting on the throne. So mm-hmm. God kept his word although it looked like many, many, many years had passed before and after that, that God's word wasn't being kept. But it's always the way it looks and the way it is are two different things. Interesting. You know, in, in our world today, we have all these, we have kings and rulers and presidents and prime ministers and dictators. Um, you know, they think they're so powerful and, you know, in their influence over their people in the world and all the plotting, all the evil uh, schemes that are going on between nations, Mm -hmm. wars, rumors Mm -hmm. of wars, Mm -hmm. subtleties of forever. It's uh, been going on forever. uh, Satan worship, witchcraft, uh, power, money, struggles, uh, sexual trafficking, perversions, uh, false religion, uh, to prop up their power. So this is just, there's this intrigue that's been going on all through human history. And right now, if, if you just look at outward appearance, it looks like, mm-hmm. it, it seems like, you know, Jesus is not king of anything right now. No. Because, you know, he's not the king of the Jews. The Jews rejected him. We can be king him. of our hearts. Right. And he's not, he's certainly not uh, ruling in a way that we can see on the earth mm-hmm. right well, now. Yeah. But but the fact of the matter is that he is still his kingdom rules over all. Yeah, that's the whole thing is a is a is a smoke and mirrors trick to see if Satan can throw us off our base of faith and trust in God. We're created by God to know the truth, want the truth, love the truth, and and reflect the glory of God, uh, being being his sons and daughters. But Satan has done everything he can to to shift the narrative to make it look like. We're losing. Mm-hmm. And here it looks like Jesus is losing. As a matter of fact, um, there's no, re- the reality of, if you look life through reality's eyes, you will always see the, the thing Satan wants you to see because Satan is the king of reality. He creates reality. He creates the, the impressions. He creates the circumstances. He's, he manipulates the circumstances, the people to pull and push and persuade you because his whole deal is simply to persuade us to believe a lie. Once he can get our agreement with the lie like he did Adam and Eve, then he can steal and strip of us our power, our authority, and, and our, our, our divine um, uh Creating the image of God, power. Well, it's like you know, we go by tend to we tend the human tendency is to go by what things look like. Always, it's called what, reality. What mm-hmm. what things look like, what things feel like, and we say, "Well, this is happening." So therefore, look, it must it, be true. It must be true, but mm-hmm. there is truth behind all reality, behind all appearances. You know, some it, truth, in our, a manipulation of truth. But what yeah. what we see though 
is that right now, you know, in, in the United States, for example, we're talking about the deep state and how, how the deep state is. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's deeper than what we think. The, well, it's deep. the corruption. So yeah. the corruption goes all the way into from the garden. On. From, well, it goes all the way into Satan and his right. and his realm. Right. Right. The, the, the origin of this deep corruption is the serpent, mm-hmm. and this is the story of the Bible. This is the story God tells us. He tells us the story. He tells us what really happened. And now we see Jesus here in the midst of of the grip of Satan. This this is the fulfilling of the prophecy in the book of Genesis where God said to uh, the serpent, he said, I will put I will put enmity, war, between your seed and the seed of the woman. Well, here's the seed of the woman finally on deck um, is- to go to the cross, and, and Satan is about to bruise his heel, which is exactly what God said. This is the fulfilling of that original prophecy that God spoke in dealing with the sin of Adam and Eve, the, the, the tricking. They were tricked, deceived into believing. And, and you say, oh, they made a bad choice. Well, it, God knew from the foundation of the world. His son was crucified from the foundation of the world in Ephesians. So we know that this has already been done. It wasn't like, oh, no, God got caught by surprise and they sinned and oh, he's so disappointed and he, you know, was, you know, whatever. God knew from the very beginning that this was all going to happen. You say, well, why, why, why? If you knew all this, why didn't you put a stop to it? God has his his high ideas and plans are higher than ours. Mm-hmm. It is his thoughts are higher than our mm-hmm. thoughts. His plan is being worked, worked out, out. Mm-hmm. in the midst of so of all what, of this. What what we see yeah. here is the plotting, people inspired by Satan, right? Even though they seem to be religious, seem to be followers of God's law and all the oh. other rules that they made to make sure they were keeping God's law. Mm-hmm. Actually, they were. They were being motivated by by Satan Greed and, himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so covetousness, all this pride is, is, is going. And so, so you've got all this intrigue now going on. All this, uh, they're they're beating Jesus. They're pro- they're saying prophesy to him. Falsely they're accusing they're him. Falsely accusing mm-hmm. him. They're just railing on him from every side. He's being, uh, and, and he he didn't he didn't at first he didn't answer anything. It says in Isaiah fifty three seven. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet mm-hmm. he opened not his mouth. So he, he's fulfilling prophecy right here. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter exactly. and as a sheep before its shears is silent. That's so why all he the, opened not his mouth. All those lambs that were sacrificed from the point of, uh, where did they start? Well, from the, I suppose, the New Testament. Exodus, the, oh, Exodus, Exodus yeah. yeah, from the yeah. time of the Passover. Yeah, they started sacrificing these lambs and Jesus was the final lamb, the lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the it's world. It's very interesting and it's very cool that Jesus was born in the midst of the flock of lambs in Bethlehem because that's mm-hmm. where they kept the sacrificial lambs for the sacrifices out of the temple. The and he was born right in the midst of the lamb flock. Wasn't that mm-hmm. cool? Mm-hmm. I mean, God doesn't miss a beat. I mean, well, he's so cool. And, and John said, you know, behold the Lamb behold of God. The la- mm-hmm. the, the, not the Apostle John, but John the Baptist yeah. said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. Not just covers it or washes it away it's taking away right the, the sin. sin of the world well, so he is coming as as a, a lamb right offering here. the final offering and you know this this makes little sense to us when we're in reality and trying to make this thing add up one plus one is two because of the fact that we don't understand why jesus's death why jesus had to die why someone had to die why someone had to die for this sin to go away 
and to make make to set the record straight to bring all the, all the balances and accounts back to paid in full. Why why did that have to happen? Well, because the the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So that was what Satan demanded. De- Satan demanded death because um, he knew when he demanded death in the beginning. Um, that there was no one qualified to die. So he thought he had a pretty good argument and no one would be able to die for the sins of anybody because they were already his slaves. And so he thought he had this in the bag, so to speak, in terms of taking and stealing from God all of his creation. And can you imagine what Satan would have done with all of us by now if God wouldn't have intervened? But God knew that Satan was going to do that. So God says, well, there's one left that's qualified to die only one, and that would be my son who comes in the form of a human being. And that's why he had to be born the seed of a woman so that he would be qualified to be a human because it was a human who sinned, therefore a human had to die. That's the eye for eye, tooth for tooth kind of thing. Well, it's proof here that Satan does not know everything. Correct. It says if the princes of the rulers of this world would have known, yeah. the you know, basically the power of Christ, uh, mm-hmm. they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But but Satan knows right at this mm-hmm. point, you know, this, hey, this is the one. This is the one. This is the Son of God. The, you know, the, the demons were confessing. I know yeah, who you yeah, are, yeah. the Holy One of God. Mm-hmm. So the demons were confessing. They knew who he was. They knew who he was. And they said, but they, I don't think they what? still knew that he was going to die, though. I don't think well, that they, the, at that point. Well, anyway. No, but they, they, the whole thing was building up yeah. for three and a half years. There was they were time, worried. There's a little bit of time of popularity, and then the tide turns against yeah. Jesus. It gets more and more intense. Political. And, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, the demons, uh, you know, they. I think they were saying, oh, he's here. Oh, oh he's here. what's he doing here? Why is he here? What's the Son of God doing here? I mean, so they were freaking out a little bit because they mm-hmm. they said, wait, 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 we got more time. We're supposed to have more time. You, you, you can't, you know, take us. But little did they know in their great concern for their own safety and longevity that they would their uh, habitation on the earth would be prolonged even through and beyond the death of Christ on the cross because this whole thing is is bringing to a culmination um the 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 world the everything all kingdoms nations powers will be brought under the feet of Jesus and we say well why did it have to take 2000 more years after he died on the cross well that's a good question for God to ask, to ask God but if it wouldn't have taken that long you wouldn't be here listening to this radio show and you wouldn't exist and I wouldn't either so it's a good thing because this is very if you're a son or daughter of the most high God and you know that and you're accepted Jesus Christ and your name is written in the lamb's book of life you really got it made really seriously i mean yeah your life is full of harassment down here like Jesus where it says if the the shepherd is going to be um, assaulted, if the if the teacher is going to be assaulted, what will happen to the disciples? Exactly, exactly. And so the the whole scenario here of Satan uh, working through the political and religious leaders is to take Jesus out. out. And you know We've what? We've got to take him out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's so so short sighted. That's so checker. They're playing that's checkers, the, and God is playing five-dimensional right. chess or twelve-dimensional chess. They don't. They just get rid of him. We got to get rid of him. Just get him out of here. Execute him. Assassinate him. Legally, of course, we got to officially and legally assassinate oh, yeah. this yeah. this troublemaker. And so they had to pull all the political strings. They had to set up all the fear, the scenarios, find the false witnesses, blah blah blah. And they had these hatchet men here. But um, you know, by the time we get to Pilate, it's pretty clear. What's going to go down here? I, I don't know if I don't think Pilate was bribed any by any kind of 
financial gain from these people. They had nothing they could give him. He had more than they had. But I think he was bribed in the fact that he wanted to keep his position, keep the peace, and make the people happy. Well, so in those attempts, he was, um, he, you know, he was sitting on a kind of a powder keg. He was kind of governing a powder keg, and there was a lot of lit matches laying all around because these Jews were just the most rebellious, vicious, rambunctious. Vicious. Group of people. They really were. You know, when you stop and think about the Jewish nation, he asked them, are you the king of the Jews? Well, at this time, obviously, the Jews were considered a, a, a nationality, a nation. Uh, they had their country. They had their customs. They had been around for a long, long time. They had been around longer than Rome. They had been since, Ab, since Abraham. They had been around and they had to, you know, through the then Moses, we have the tabernacle in the wilderness, and we have all the traditions, and then we have the temples, we have David, we have Solomon. These were mighty. These were the rulers of the earth at, at the time when they were in, in power. And so this nation of, of the Jews, and it's still here today. There are a few nations that have been around for thousands and thousands of years, but not America uh, and not uh, even England. I mean, these are young nations. But the Jews, he says, so are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, it is as you say. So the first time, are you the son of God? Yes, to Caiaphas. Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, to Pilate. So from that point on, I don't know why Pilate asked that particular question. Does it make sense to you why he would ask that particular question? That he's wanting to know if he's the king of the Jews? Well, you know, because the Jews were just, the word had gotten out, you know, that he was proclaiming to be, a, a king, the king of the Jews, is that the Jews, so, so the thing is, they said at one point, and I don't know if it gives it right in here, in, in this passage, probably in Matthew or some other place, it says, we have no king but Caesars. Right. So, right. Caesar. So they have, you know, in our day too, people look to government to um, to be the king, to be the ruler, to be right. our, our benefactor. You know, we, what can we get from, from the government? So, He's he's pinning it down. Are you the king of the Jews? Are you the king of right. the Jews? So there's a there's a rivalry here. So it's like, is there a king? Because they had well, is they there a had king no rising king. up? Right. Because <clears throat> yeah. they had no king. Right. Okay. They're, they were, they're under right. the Romans. no leadership. They, ha they mm -hmm. have no king. They have they're 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 occupied. The nation mm -hmm. is occupied. They don't by have the a Romans. governor. They don't have a. Uh, they don't have a, a magistrate or the, a, a, a prime minister. They don't have anybody in place politically except their religious leaders. They were kind of the political uh, figureheads for the nation. They offered, you know, they operated in that office as well. But they had no king. And so Pilate was saying, okay, well, do we have an insurrection going on here? Do we have mm -hmm. some major mm -hmm. uh, tsunami coming up uh, underneath the ground level, gr grassroots kind of uh, surge to come up to make you king that I need to know about, that I need to put down, that I need to identify you as that king, that I need to identify you as that leader. So therefore, I know that if I kill the leader, we got it. We, and, we've killed the movement. The, the issue, too, is over the last several hundred years, there have been many different insurrections. Right. You know, uh, over, over, you know for the Romans, uh, when they had taken over, they, there were insurrections of all kinds, rebellions that were coming up that were put down. Uh, you know, by the Romans and so forth. Um, you know, there were the what Maccabees, yeah. and there were the all kinds uh, of yeah, and there was well, they're all they're them. a feisty so bunch. The Jews are a feisty, they're, feisty they're bunch. They're very they're they're tough. They said, you know, these guys are are, are a real pain to deal with. He's okay now. Are you? Are they you, won't are submit. You king? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. I mean, are, it's are it's good that they're feisty and it's good that they won't submit. And, and for that reason, I think God has given them that spirit so that they don't lose their their identity as a nation. Well, and, and some and, of the you know some of the religious leaders they they wanted to make sure they kept their identity as mm-hmm. Jewish people. And right. then, of course, some said, "Well, we're just going to have to resist." You know, there were the uh, zealots, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there was Simon, Simon the, Simon Simon the, the Zealot. Zealot. He was became, one of Jesus' disciples. Yeah, he yeah. was a revolutionary, and basically, his philosophy: the only good Roman is a dead Roman. And they wanted to. They, I think Judas was a zealot too. I don't think it ever says that, but I think he really was behind the whole. Let's get Jesus. He was going to push for Jesus to be the king. And then when that wasn't going down because Jesus was not, you know, happy that he wasn't going to take on that um, opportunity uh, when he was riding it through the streets of Jerusalem on the donkey. He mm-hmm. wasn't going to, that's not where he was going to be coronated, crowned, whatever. Coronation was not going to happen Happen there. So Judas, I think, got disillusioned and went off and took the other side. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of a wait-and-see kind of guy. So you had the zealots that wanted to, you know, overthrow Rome. So a lot of political and, stuff and, going then on here. You, then you have your uh, Sadducees that were just wealthy people that were hobnobbing yeah. in cooperation with Rome. They basically, yeah. you know, they they were... Sympathizers. They, sympathizers, yeah, they government wanted, sympathizers. The way we survive is to is lick to, the boots. Is to compromise. We'll yeah. lick your boots. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll work with you on that. But let's get back to the story here. And so the, Jesus doesn't say anything at this point. And uh, in verse 6 of Mark 15, now at the feast, uh, this is the feast of the uh, Passover. Right. right. He was accustomed, Pilate was accustomed, they had this deal going on, to release, of releasing one prisoner to them. Whomever they requested. Whoever they, they now, requested. Now, this is the actual, the Passover feast, isn't that a seven-day kind of deal? Mm-hmm. There's six, is it seven days of unleavened bread, and then on the seventh day they do the, the Passover yeah, lamb, they eat the lamb? bread, and then the Passover. So, so notice here, this is the actual day of the Passover, and how do we know that? Well, because um, at the crucifixion, they, well, the guys didn't even want to go into Pilate's uh, praetorium because the the Jews, because then they would be defiled and they wouldn't would, would do that Passover Thanksgiving Passover. supper that night, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, so they said. So he well, was on the actual day. This is yeah, very cool. God's yeah, timing so is so cool. The uh, is on Passover. The day that the blood of the lamb literally so the blood correlates blood with the perfectly. Of the lambs were their blood was were, put on the doorposts were, were, were being in Egypt. Shed, were being shed. And the blood was saving them on the exact day back in Egypt, how many, many hundreds and hundreds of years before that, on the exact calendar day that he's now, his blood is going to be put over the doorposts of our lives to set us free and protect us from the spirit of death and, mm-hmm. and destruction. Yeah. So the timing is so incredible. And mm-hmm. just another little piece of history, this mountain, uh, this this place uh, in Jerusalem, in the Praetorium, on the hill of Golgotha, is Mount Moriah. That is the same exact place, exact place where God told Abraham to take his son Isaac and go up and mm-hmm. sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. How about this for coincidences, huh? Uh, no divine such, coincidences, no, I'd say. A divine yeah. plan, fulfillment yeah. of a divine plan. So here, here's the deal. I think there's a principle here. That despite all the activity, all the assaults, all the um, devices of Satan, 
to to destroy and curtail God's plan. It looks here like, as you see all the way through here, it looks like Satan's winning. Mm-hmm. Satan is in charge. He's getting his way. But God is permitting plan, it. Mm-hmm. You know, why do the nations rage and the people imagine vain things? It well, says plan. in Psalm, I mm-hmm. think it's Psalm yeah, 2. Yeah. So so here's, here's, this is something we really need to keep in mind in our day. As we see the spirit of Antichrist mm-hmm. working so strongly in our mm-hmm. world, through mm-hmm. our political system, Looking to through be so our successful. religious systems, through our, mm-hmm. you know, our, many of our churches, most of our churches, mm-hmm. in fact, mm-hmm. um, we see all this. Uh, movement of of, of evil, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's, it's, but we have to keep in mind that God is God's plan, overall plan is being worked out. Yeah, behind the scenes, yep. behind Absolutely. the scenes. Here's here's, here's how we, yeah. Well, here, let me just say okay. this: the behind the scenes of all these world events, mm-hmm. there's there's the involvement of Satan, but behind the scenes of where Satan's operating, God is sovereign over all. That mm-hmm. means he's over all. His plan is being fulfilled. Yeah. We, 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 we can, can rest in and that. fume mm-hmm. and fuss and lie be anxious. and cheat and be anxious mm-hmm. and, you know. But the Bible says advocate, rejoice. Advocate all kinds of perversions, but God's plan is going to be working. And it, it, is, it, it is at prevail. work. God's plan will prevail. Mm-hmm. That's okay. right. Well, the thing is too, and this is the greatest cauldron of temptation to become anxious. The Bible says be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Satan triggers people through anxiety. He triggers them through the way it's a reality, the way things look, the way things are happening. And then he gets us to freak out. And then we curse ourselves by speaking those negative evil things into being because we don't understand that Satan is squeezing the grape to trying to get out of us those words that he can use against us. It's like he's using our very words, oh no, what if, and I can't, and it'll never happen, and it's too bad, and I'm scared. All those words, I know they're in there in your soul, but you have to submit to God, resist the devil, take every captive thought captive, and make it subject to the obedience of Christ, and know that God is sovereign and he is in control. Now, this is your test. This is my test. But it doesn't have to be a test if you know the truth. And the truth is, this was going to happen. It did happen. It has finished the work. We're on our way to heaven. Jesus Christ is coming back, as he said. Your every eye will see me. It's going to be coming. I'm coming back in the clouds of heaven. You know, I'm coming back. He went up into heaven. He's coming back. But the thing is, for now, we need to, we, we, we do know. We do know the truth. You don't have to need to know because you already do know. It's built into you to know that this is the truth. And if you're going to, so the dividing line, this whole, this whole, uh, I, I don't know what you want to call this, this conflict, this war, this battle, this thrashing around, this, this uh, spiritual war that we're in between God and Satan for the souls of men to see whether God is fit to rule the world. God has a right to rule the world. Jesus has a right to be king of kings. All this stuff, he has made king, first of all, in the hearts of, in, of every and each individual. And if he has not made king in your heart, then you will be ruled by the other king. And there is another king who will be, is going to be ruling from the abyss and you will be in his kingdom. So this isn't just small, cheap stuff. And the stakes here are absolutely high. Eternal destinies Eternal are, destinies are and, and the the dividing line is getting great. It's, it's wonderful. It's getting much much more clear. I mean, are you going to get hung up on the the political rhetoric of 
the days, the false promises, the foolishness. I mean, it's beyond. I mean, it's just beyond. So it's, it's so beyond foolish that I can't even think of anything more laughable. And yet people are really rallying around things like paper straws. I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, my God, can you help us to see this? I think that's why the dividing line is so in this day when Jesus was dying here. The dividing line was not that clear. Yes, he had some very solid apostles, disciples, followers, and yet even they were shaken to the core. Jesus said, you're going to be scattered. There's going to be a really, I mean, there's, there, it's, you're going to be scattered. You're, you're not going to know what, and he says, then you, he, and he had a plan. He knew what he was going to do. He was going to send them up into the upper room and fill them with the Holy Spirit. He knew all that, but they didn't, he didn't, he did say that to them, but they did not get that. So many times I believe God is telling us stuff, but we don't quite get it yet. But you guys don't have to be ignorant of what's going on at all. You can know that you know what you know and and this and get on the right side of the line. If you're hanging in the middle of the road, you're going to get run over. So here we have, you know, who wants to be Jesus' disciple at this moment? Right, right. Uh, Yeah, right. But there is that dividing line. Just to ask you, whose side are you on? You know, who's on the Lord's side? Well, I'm on the winner's side. It's got to be clear because... We have people that um, they don't see they're, beyond, they're, yeah. on, they're on the fence, they're walking on the middle road, they're compromising. It's like, listen, you know, basically with Jesus, either get in or get out. Yeah, get it, in or get out. Don't don't try to try to patch play things both sides up. Yeah, against play, the middle. Yeah. It's time, really. It's really you know, time. You know, our time is running out. And and the other thing is the other thing that's quite scary is that the younger ones haven't got even a clue of why crosses are on steeples or what a cross really means or uh, that there was a Jesus, that he was just one among many. I mean, you look in the, the shop windows at Christmas time, we're talking about the Christ, the birth of Christ. There's hardly nothing that tells you about the birth of Christ. So you've got everything in there from tinsel and glitter and little shiny mice to, you know, I don't know what. Fairies. Yeah, but we don't have... So the whole... Satan is trying to bury the story. He's trying to bury the story of the crucifixion. He's trying to bury the story of the of the of the birth of Jesus. He's trying to bury it. I mean, and so let's be uh, spokesmen standing up for righteousness and declaring the truth without fear, without shame. See, the other thing Satan does is he tries to intimidate the followers of Jesus Christ to be ashamed and afraid, afraid that they're going to be picked on, afraid that they can't if they speak up for even even for standing for something political you get beat down to the ground. What about standing up for Jesus? Mm-hmm. Whoa, that is the top of the line of offenses as far as Satan is concerned. Mm-hmm. But here we have it. Pilate is trying to figure this out, really. He's kind of caught in the middle. So he says, well, he says, I'll tell you what. So he's thinking of this tradition here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now listen. All right, you got you got this prisoner. Okay, we, you're, you've delivered Jesus before me here. Okay, and uh, you've got this tradition going on. Uh, there was one named Barabbas, verse 7, Mark 15, who was chained with his fellow rebels, They had and they had committed murder in the rebellion. So there, there's the rebellious group. They're just kind of a, uh, you know, kind of gang-banging, like we used to say. Um, and uh, then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he'd always done for them. Okay, we need... No, listen. Let's 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 follow the tradition. Let's follow the uh, the policy here. Pilate answered and saying, well, "Do you want me to release to you the King of the Jews?" And they said, "Then he he basically knows their answer to that." Well, question. you know, he's kind of For stalling. He knew he well, he's kind of stalling. He said, uh, 
for he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. Mm-hmm. What? Envy? Yeah. Jealousy. That's, that's exactly right. He was right. getting followers. He was taking away. They were insecurity. They were actually. so insecurity. afraid of losing their place, right? Their prominence, their 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 little kingdom of religion and rules and and all that stuff. So, well, envy. Let's think about that. He's getting too much attention. I mean, things yeah, too. Right, he, he, right. What people were following him. Mm-hmm. He'd come in into Jerusalem. Yeah, literally a one week before that. Yeah, tri- triumphal entry. People are hailing him. You know, worshiping, hailing, falling worshiping down, a son of man, palm branches, and all that. laying it's down like, their coats over the so the, on the road for him to walk on. Yeah, and, and, and say, they said in one place they said, "Do you see all the people have gone after him, mm-hmm. and we prevail nothing?" Mm-hmm. Their idea is they're they're all about power and put they're this guy all about out, power down. and uh, prominence and 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 keeping their their place mm-hmm. of of, of respect. Yeah in the religious system. To complicate this, too, too, and this isn't mentioned in Mark, but in Matthew, right there where he says he was delivered up for envy, he's in the middle of this quandary, Pilate is, trying to figure out what to do, and it's a very interesting little piece that comes out in in Matthew. Um, uh, His wife shows up, whispers from behind the curtain, hey, psst, come here. So while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife um, sent to him, saying, so she sent a servant, have you have nothing to do with this just man? So she wasn't even entering into the. She didn't show her face there, but she probably sent a soldier or somebody. Um, have have nothing to do with this just man, for for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Now I have no idea what. We don't have any more information about it than that. She had a really bad dream about Jesus, and she it was so bad, so scary that she decided to to send. A warning to her to her husband. I don't know if it was that what it was. Something was terrible going to happen to her. She suffered many things. She didn't say he did, but if he's going to suffer, so is she. I would imagine um, because of him. Now he didn't listen to her. Typically, um, the condition. So she didn't hold enough power, enough favor like Esther did. She got the king to open up to let her come in and have the the banquet and and kill Haman and whatnot. But this little gal, she didn't have quite as much influence, and um, he, you know, he, I don't know, maybe she was given to anxiety. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't think she was credible. But he's not going to stop the whole parade for his little wife. You can prom, you can promise you that this is not a big he-man way to go. So he is going to keep this the show gotta, on the road. You got to go with what the chief, the big pressure, and the elders. See, it says, but verse twenty is, but the but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Yeah. So, so he's so he's getting a little nervous here. This is well. He's, he's already it's kind crazy. Of things are getting out of control. Frustrated dealing with the Jews. Yeah, and the crowds are down there trying to rally really around their, you know, crucify Jesus, give you, us Barabbas. Got a mob thing going. He's got on a, yeah, a mob things going on. And says and they said they want you know Barabbas, and they and Pilate said to them, verse twenty two of Matthew twenty seven, what then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? And they all said to him, let him be crucified. So you know sometimes when you answer and in in ask a question in the crowd, everybody's shouting out their own answers. Seems like they had one mind here, and it was pretty clear. They he heard it. Let him be crucified. They, they weren't saying different things. Him, they all yeah. said the same thing. Um, so there was a unity here in there. That's a so pretty it's powerful. Interesting. It is interesting. Through the ministry of Jesus, they're trying to figure out who he was. 
okay, mm-hmm. his identity. Mm-hmm. They're saying, well, we don't, there was all these opinions. But he was well, a good guy. Some said he's a good man, but he deceives the people. Yeah, even today. Uh, he's, he, you know, the Christ doesn't come from Bethlehem Nazareth. Or Nazareth or, or, yeah. yeah. And, oh, he, he's born out of wedlock. Yeah. Who do he, we know who he is? He's, yeah. he's Elijah. He, he's that prophet that Moses talked about in Deuteronomy 18, 15. You know, and, uh, and he has a devil. Uh, oh yeah. So they're 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 all they're opinions. Disag- they're all their opinions were they're very very diverse. They're trying to figure. Well, it even out. today, you know, there are but, many diverse opinions about Jesus. But the the they all agreed, like you said, Margie. They all agreed that he should be crucified. Isn't they that amazing? Agreed, there isn't you know, one want, here to stand up on his behalf. There's there's satanic Not one. unity here. Satanic unity. So that is the ultimate end of the world thing, too. There's going to be a satanic, demonic unity that all the Christians should be crucified, that the earth should be purged of all the followers of Jesus. Because even today, look at all the denominations and offshoots and and cults that have formed up around Jesus. Um, he's a great prophet. He's Lucifer's brother. He's he's a hippie. He, yeah, he's, he was the first hippie. Uh, you know, Jesus Christ is is not anybody else. He can't be compared to anybody else. He is the revolution. He is the rescue. He is the solution. He is the word of God. He, he is, is the, the answer. Way, the truth he the is life. our justification. Yes. He is our righteousness. Not he plus a bunch of good works or he plus he a certain group or he plus a certain denomination. He is the gospel. He is the gospel. He is the grace of God. He is it. He is it. He is the truth. He is the way. Yes. He is the life. He is the, tr- the the light of the world. He is he is all these things, and he could have said, but not one stinking person, except maybe halfway's Pilate's wife, not one stinking, stinking person stood up for Jesus. Not one, Well, she actually did in her own tiny little way. But where's, where are his disciples? Where are the good guys? They're all cowering, they all run away. hiding. He, you know? said, he said, uh, Isaiah, and Jesus said that too. Yeah, Isaiah That's said, what's smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Right now, the sheep are, be, are being scattered. Well, the sheep uh, need to be gathered now. I mean, now, I, yeah. I'm talking about at the time. Yeah, right now, before. Yep. Pilate. Here. Well, it had to be that and way. Then Pilate, of course, he just said um, they wanted Barabbas. They wanted the murderer to be released. Isn't so, that the so truth? They, they call for they want the the murderer gets released mm-hmm. and the righteous suffer gets killed. This, this is, is justice. Exactly, this is demonic justice. This is exactly what's going in on, on our nation today. Yeah, demonic justice. Mm-hmm. The the Criminals run free, mm-hmm. without, even after with, they're exposed. With, with, with mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? Without, without impunity or with impunity, whatever how it works. I mean, they get, they get by with stuff for now, and they're they're the ones yeah. that but see, make the, the decisions. Yeah. They're the ones that get free, that seem to have a free hand, and those that are truly godly are the ones that are attacked viciously. Well, persecuted. This is the spiritual temperature of this world right now. And it was back then too. So he was the tumult. It says, um, when Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, he was trying to reason with them. I think he was trying to be reasonable, trying to explain to them, well, you know, technically he hasn't done anything wrong, nothing worthy of death for sure. All the eyes he healed, all the, the cripples he, he, he healed, all the, I mean, what did he do here that's wrong? He didn't embezzle anything. He didn't, stri- you know, he has, he paid his taxes. I mean, what, what do you got against this guy? Not a thing. That's what Jesus said to He says, Satan, he says, has nothing on me. And that is how 
um, he went to battle because right. Satan has no way to justify any of his demands to, to, to claims against Jesus the, in the court the, of God. The crime, the crime of Jesus. I'm using crime like quote unquote. Okay, yeah, yeah. the crime of Jesus is that he stuck it to the religious system of the day. Well, the crime of Jesus that, is that he that was, was obedient that's to God. Why His, they were so mad is because yeah. he came well, against. Well, that was what he was called to do. He, that, he, that was it. And it's still going to be that same yeah, today. And it's the same. It's the same way today. There's so, going, yeah. So, so he was standing and having done all he was going to stand. Pilate could not prevail, but the tumult was rising. He then, interesting in verse twenty-four, he took water. And wash his hands. This is quite a dramatic move for him. I mean, seriously, because he knew. Okay, my wife's telling me there's going to be a curse on me if I do if I don't do this. And the tumult is rising. He knows he's hooked. He's, he's the, he can't stop this thing from happening. So he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, "I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You do do it yourself." So Pilate was a bit reverent and a bit superstitious at the same time, knowing that even in those days. That innocent blood was was being shed here, and if innocent blood is being shed, then the one who sheds the blood is going to be also under the under the the judgment of blood for blood, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That was a justice out there back then in those days. And here's here's something. I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. So but he's just he said, okay, and he says, "Listen, okay, of, of this just person." Yeah, but then he says, "Verse twenty-five. Yeah, he said, "You see to it, and all the people." Now again. Mm-hmm. All the people answered. answered and said, his blood be on us and on our children. And who was saying this? The Jewish nation. Oh. And so this day they have had holocausts and they've had divisions and they've had bloody things. They, and brought, they brought a curse upon themselves. Well, these people who are living today didn't, but their ancestors did. Ancestors did and they're facing it. And, but these, the, the same thing happens to all, to all of us. We don't realize it. But our ancestors put curses on us inadvertently by saying, oh, we'll take, you know, just by give us. Words, by their words, by their behavior. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a curse like that going on in your life, how do you get rid of it? Well, first of all, it says, if you will confess your iniquity and the iniquity of your fathers, which is with you, then I will restore the covenant. That's Leviticus twenty six thirty nine through 40. And so those words still prevail. If you will go before the Lord God and, and confess the iniquity of, you know, the bloodshed, the shedding of the innocent blood of Jesus Christ, if you're Jewish. Um, and the Gentiles were just as involved. There's no, you know, somebody's better than somebody else here. We have to all recognize that we're, if we don't, if we're not for Christ, we're against him. If you're not with me, you're against me. If we don't just passively join Jesus's team, you have to be baptized into it. You have to make a declaration to get into it. You have to declare your loyalties to get into this team Jesus. Okay. It's not just, oh, we're born this church denomination and we're in. There's nobody grandfathered into the kingdom of God. It's each one individually on their own. And yes, we can be influenced by godly grandparents or we can be uh, influenced by ungodly grandparents. But the thing is that we are going to have to make the choice ourselves. And whether you make a choice or not, whether you just say you opt out and you're going to be passive, uh, uh, avoidant, you're going to be passive uh, um, you know, just let this thing be, not make a decision on, not make a decision on Jesus. Well, by not making a decision to follow Jesus, you made, you made a decision. decision not to follow Jesus. Right. Because it says, 
he who is not with me is against me. So if you haven't declared your allegiance to him, you're, you're automatically and still in the, uh, the, the neutral camp, the camp of the enemy, because to follow Jesus, you have to make a declaration. You have to call upon the name of the Lord. You have to make a deliberate verbal expression of your desire to follow, to follow Jesus. So they release, Pilate releases. Um, yeah, reluctantly, Barabbas. maybe. Yeah. But, 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 but yeah, he, he, he and, was caught. He got out of there by washing his hands and saying that was a symbolic breaking of the curse over him. And you know what? God honored that. I'm sure. I'm sure that he, Pilate was smart enough to know that he didn't want that curse of the bloodshed coming down on him and his children. I don't know how Pilate died. I don't know if anybody knows how he died, but yeah, I'm that I, I'm not aware of that. I mean, sure. There's some historical yeah, yeah. record yeah. of that, but so they led they lead Jesus away to be crucified. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark uh, fifteen sixteen through twenty here. Uh, then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and mm-hmm. they called together the whole garrison. Okay, mm-hmm. Our soldiers. soldiers getting together, and they clothed him with purple. You know, this, stripped this him and put color a scarlet of royalty. Okay, oh, he's a king, so they're mocking him. They one twist. place says purple, one says scarlet. I think it was something like that. Maybe yeah. it was purplish. And they twisted a crown of thorns, mm-hmm. mocking him. You know, oh, you're a king? Okay, here's your Taking crown. full advantage of his of his uh, vulnerability right here. Yeah, and began to salute him. So they're mocking. They're mocking. and uh, Bowing and on a knee and hail the king of the Jews. Hail king of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. Shame, shame. Uh, berating, humiliation, shame. This is the king. This is the king. This is the one who's dying for you right now, the one who, through his word, you exist in the first place. And how stupid are you to slap the God who created you, to slap the God in whom all things consist, to slap him and think you have power. Your power is so temporary and short-lived that it's not even, it's going to only do you in someday to realize what you just did. Well, and, and it's when they had mocked him, verse mm-hmm. 20. They took they off. took the purple robe off him, uh-huh. put his own clothes on him. And let him wait to be crucified. Let him wait to be crucified. Now we'll have to stop right here because we, um, we've we got much more to go, but this is a, a good place to just think about, meditate on this this week. What has happened in your life where you've been so humiliated you don't know if you can go on and now they're going to crucify you? A lot of times, you know, we don't have to go to our own crucifixions alone. So many times we think we're going to have to, and I know some of you are facing crucifixions right now in your office place, in the place of work. The witchcraft has gotten so big against you. Injustice is coming against you. Yeah, even in your Christian communities, in your own church groups or councils or whatever, you're going to be um, uh, betrayed. You're going to be shamed. You're going to be excommunicated. You're going to be like the off-scouring. You're going to be sent away. But and, and that's happened. It happens to every good believer of Jesus and follower of Jesus. This thing has to happen a couple of times before you are seasoned in your in, in your identity in Christ because he, he suffered like this, so we suffer like this. So just know that you're not going to your crucifixion alone. You're not alone. God is with you, and he will deliver you. So, Father, we just thank you right now for deliverance, for healing, for um, the, the exonerating of the truth. And not just to reveal the truth, but that the truth and justice will be restored in the lives of many who've been unjustly persecuted and, like Jesus, um, bruised by Satan, that they would be revealed, healed 
and delivered. Yes, and Lord, I pray that you'd encourage each one today, each one who trusts in you, and it seems like the enemy is prevailing. Help them to realize that you are prevailing, that your plan is good, mm-hmm. and that you are you are sovereign over this. Yeah. And even though that the enemy seems to be raging right now, you, you are bring victorious. Them, you will bring them Praise into you, victory Jesus. Mm-hmm. as they trust you and hold steady to you, and as you hold them uh, as they walk through this difficult time. Yes, thank Lord. you for victory. Thank you for joy and thank promises you of peace. your love and protection. Yes, in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.